Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Services available in office or virtual. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I am Dr. Jameson Mercier, the love lender, your host sitting alongside my wife, Herdeen Mercier, the wife mentor. I'm super excited about today's episode, honey. I don't even want to wait a second. And why is that? Because it's so good. You know, it's, I love love. I love everything about love. And the couple that we're interviewing today is going to be married 25 years on February the 5th. After 25 years, these guys are, are still in love. They're still madly crazy about each other. You'll get a sense of that from the episode. And what's even more impressive is that they've known each other their whole lives. I mean, like going back to kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Doran and Joan Francis. They are the founders of After We Say I Do. And you'll hear the story about how their project got started, which is often something that, you know, as counselors, we say, well, what about the after I do? Right. And couples often wonder if they don't, they should Mm -hmm. after the wedding. Okay, then what? Well, that's what they are all about. Okay, after we say I do, they focus on that part. So, ladies and gentlemen, Without further ado, Doran and Joan Francis of After We Say I Do. Enjoy. So today we are being joined by Doran and his beautiful wife. You guys should see this with her pearls and she's got, she's, she's, you know, I'm afraid not to say too much, but I, I know we have two beautiful women. <laughs> right we're joined by him and his wife joan they are the founders of after we say i do Mm. now this is something that jumped out at us jumped out at her dean yes um we have this kind of conversation all the time you know people prepare for the marriage Mm -hmm. but then after everyone's gone home you've changed out of your tuxedo out of the wedding dress now what and 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 so Today's interview, today's conversation are from some people who've been in the game much longer than we have. Yes. You know, so we're looking to learn some things in particular about after we say I do. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the Couples Council. Thank you. Thank you. you. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great, actually. (laughs) Yes, I am. Um, It's always a pleasure to be with my wife. Anytime she's with me, I'm all smiles. So, yes, I am doing absolutely great. Good. good, 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 good. So let's just jump into it, right? So tell us uh, about you, about you guys. Um, I, the little bit that I know, I know that you guys have been together a long time, but people who are listening, listening. They, they, they don't know that. So tell us about Doran and Joan. Okay, I'll, I talk a little about me. I'm sure my wife is, is, will talk about herself. Well, um, I'm Doran. I um. I am married to the most amazing, the most phenomenal, the most fantastic, the most beautiful, gorgeous lady on the planet, my wife of 24 years. We, You're um, making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were both born and, and, and raised in the, in the beautiful island of Jamaica. That's where we're from. Mm-hmm. Um, we have known each other for pretty much all of our lives. We, we've been, uh, um, since five years old, to be honest with you, preschool, mm-hmm. um, kindergarten, um, elementary, you know, junior high school and high school. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a long haul. She, she has been my best friend. She still is. Yes. And, um, you know, she used to talk to me about boys that she liked. I used to talk to her about girls that I like. Mm -hmm. And then at, um, when she turned 17 years old, I saw this beautiful, gorgeous lady start to unfold right in front of my eyes. And, I didn't see her as that kind of person anymore. I started to pursue her as a love interest. And um, 
And, you know, she said no for one year. And wow. being a man that knows what I want and what I'm looking for and seeing the quality that she has, the characteristics and the core value based on her background and her upbringing, I just felt like she was the one. And, um, and eventually her no turned into yes. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, uh-huh. and, and we're here, you know, 24 years later. Um, she's still driving me crazy. I'm still fired <laughs> up about her and crazy in a good way, you good. know. And so definitely we, we, um, we're both Christians. As a matter of fact, we got baptized in the same, mm-hmm. in the same baptismal service. Yep. We got okay. the same, same convention. So we, we pretty much known each other all our all lives. lives. Yeah. Wow. See, honey, yeah. when, that's when some I- way to go. It's crazy. <laughs> You know, you just got 11 years of me driving you crazy. Oh, so you got a couple more. Yeah. Eternity, right? yeah. So, you know, same story as you all know it. But um, when I think about our story, I think that, you know, God always has a plan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like from the beginning, we were meant to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, and every day I thank God for the man that he has put into my life. Because, you know, you come together uh, as a couple, husband and wife, but when you're joined together, you're joined together as two separate individuals. And it's good to have someone to um, the opposite of what you are, to level you out, Mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, if he's this way, you're another way. So you can, you know, kind of guide each other. Um, we have a very stable relationship and it wasn't easy and it wasn't always the way it is now, but you know, you got to go through some stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to go through some Absolutely. stuff, um, to get where, to where you want to go. But, you know, as he said, he chased me for a while and for a whole year or even more, I said, no, and he didn't now, give up. He now didn't what give was- up. What was your reason for saying no? I'm just curious. Well, the way I was brought up, um, I didn't like know a lot about relationships. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the uh, birds and the bees talk from my parents. Okay. Um, you know, they would say stuff like, you know, don't let any boys touch you as though if a boy touch you, you're going to get pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, so you hear these things and you try to stay away from boys. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we were in the church and, you know, believing in the Bible and, you know, marriage before sex and all these things. So I was brought up a little sheltered, but at the same time, I had my own values mm-hmm. that I wanted to stick with. And so I said, no, 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 for a while. And then, you know, it kind of grew on me a little bit. I'm like, why does this guy keep chasing me? Why is he chasing me? Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know, let me give it a shot and see where it goes. We're still young. So we just consider it friendship. Okay. It wasn't at first like boyfriend and girlfriend. We just friends. We came, became best friends before we were boyfriend and girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of worked that way until, you know, he started telling me he loved me. And I felt like I didn't, that was pressure for me. Because here we are, we are friends. So (laughs) why are you saying that you love me? And then I started like staying away a little bit because I felt like he, what I said to him was, you want to break up such a strong friendship Mm -hmm. for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, trying to figure out myself because I didn't know what I was doing. So at at this point, you guys were how old? We were 17 turning 18. Yeah, 17, 18. Yeah. Okay, and he's telling and he's telling you he loves you. After he that. loves me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that for me was like it's scary. It was very scary, and I keep backing away, you know. And and after a while, I said, you know what, I'm gonna give it a try. So we started, you know, like looking at each other as more of a boyfriend girlfriend situation. Yep. And we know we're in the church, so there are certain things that we don't do. Uh, most of the times that we're together, we're with other people. We have chaperones, mm-hmm. not not intentional, but we're always around other other young people and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which kind of helped me a lot. Um, and then it was shortly after we started dating that you know his parents was living abroad, so. You know, paperwork was done, and then all of a sudden, oh, Darn's going to New York, and I'm like, 
where does that leave me? Mm. So, you know, when he told me that, I said, oh, okay, so that, I guess that's it because you're going to go to New York and you're going to see all these pretty girls that I hear about and you're going to forget about me. And oh, yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah. he really reassured me that that was not going to happen. And for a while, I didn't believe it. No, she but didn't. then we, we kept in touch. Um, back then, they didn't have cell phones. So we wrote to each other a, a lot. And he has the, the proof of the letters. So wait, um, wait, wait, wait a minute. So, so <laughs> hold on. You guys are kind of moving too fast. Yeah. I'm not that fast. Help me out. So what was it like when, when the day came for him to leave? Because you're talking like he was fine. And, you know, I know with us, I think when I went away for two weeks, knowing <laughs> I'm coming back, I do the best. Yeah, it was it, it was, was it was we were, we were both messes. Yeah. 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 It was devastating for both of us. Um It was. We we both Did you cry too? Well, I I didn't cry, but I cried. I, I was I was very emotional because you know, I went to her house to um to actually say goodbye. To say goodbye, you know, mm-hmm. and um and at that time our our relationship was in the embryo stage. It mm-hmm. was just start to like eight months, develop like eight. into something special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I personally didn't really want to go, mm-hmm. but I had to because it was mm-hmm. the right thing to do. Right. And and secondly, um, she was was all, you know, crying and, and, and she was, was she was just overwhelmed about the fact that I was gonna leave and yeah. she said yeah. that some all the beautiful girls that you know, it's in New York City. Yeah, just like coming to America. <laughs> uh, there you go. And uh, but anyway, um, I assured her that listen, um, I, I, w- I will, I will love you. I will always love you. I will always come back and and marry you. And um, and we we actually departed at that particular time. And then we start to write letter back in 1989. There was no cell phone. There was no email. There was no live chat. There was no video chat. There was no yeah. WhatsApp. There was none no, of that no, stuff. No, no Zoom and nothing. So nothing. we wrote a lot of letters. And these are some of the letters that I I kept wow. them. I kept them as a way to just show people when we do a mentorship when we talk to singles we talk to them about if you meet the right person long distance relationship can work Mm -hmm. and so you know um and uh, the first letter she wrote me i still have it it's over 29 years ago that she wrote me that letter taped together (laughs) yeah that that that, this letter was actually the letter that that was um, the first this was the first letter that she sent me to prove or to express to me what she was looking for in a mate and the kind of man that you would love to marry. And mm. I use this letter as a guide to become that person. Wow. And, and 28 years, well, actually it was written 1989, mm-hmm. April the 10th, 1989. And I still have this letter here. And so I-, and I If you look real clearly, you can see like uh, a teardrop. Cut it out. That's, <laughs> um, that's, not, a te- that's not a teardrop. Don't, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was not a teardrop at all. April, I don't know how he got there. In uh. April of 1989, just, uh-huh. to, just to give you some context and perspective. Yeah. I was seven years old. <laughs> what? And I had, oh, no. And, and I had just come from Haiti the month before wow. as a seven year old kid. Wow. wow. Right, and so I you just make us, you make us read it. No, it's fine. It's fine. You know, y'all, yeah. might, y'all might have been 10, 15 years older than us. You know, uh-huh. but I say that to just whenever I hear of mm-hmm. people in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, totally unrelated. What what's going on for you? Yes, mm-hmm. particular moment. Right. Somebody else is having just as impactful, a big, a heavy moment as well. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. and then I have the same feeling again, totally unrelated. When I travel and you go to the airport, everyone's going somewhere doing something. Yes. Just as heavy, just as emotional, Absolutely. just as major in their life. And Joan, I totally understand the tears because I'm thinking about you're just not, he's just not, you just didn't date him. You had a friendship probably yeah. since you were in kindergarten. Yes, we and did. Here it is. You probably already saw some qualities that he had. He, a potential husband, and here yeah, he goes yeah. and say, I'm heading to New York with all the other pretty women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know what? What I also what I also understand now, 
with travel and immigration and parents abroad, mm -hmm. when papers are approved, you know, I know what other people, when they come, you go. I don't know that you had time where you can build or if you had advance notice that you were going to be leaving. How much lead time did you have? Well, normally they give you, I think, about like 90 days after the documents is approved by the embassy. So you had those three months. So we have about like three months in order for us to, to leave. And, yeah. And, yeah. And also during that time, I think you were, you were supposed to leave the April and um, no, June. June no, you were supposed to leave April. Yeah. June was my high school graduation. Mm. So he, he kind of pushed back the travel date. So he could stay for my graduation. Remember that? I was I was showing her even then that I have that quality. That's nice. what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, and like, then I'm saying as a 17, 18 year old, like where did this come from for you? Um, you know what? Actually, I think is well, it's it's really a long story. Um I was not really raised with my father. I was um um my mother was a, pretty much most of her life, she's been a single mom. You know, you have those good women that always give men a chance, but unfortunately, they always pick the wrong one. Mm. Um, she, she, she seems to have that um, issue. And, um, but she was a great mother, awesome woman of God. Um, and, um, and so when I became a Christian at 16 years old, I promised God and I told myself, number one, I don't want to have kids out of wedlock. Mm. Number two, if I ever get married, I want to be the best father um, and be the best husband that I can be. And I think also having male role model around me, it helps to, to build me up and make me become the man that I am today. I, I must say that who we are is based on our past, but yeah. the man or the woman that we become, it's always based on us. So instead of me making excuses, mm -hmm. um, I use my past as an example and make a decision to not become that. And I think at the young age, I have mm -hmm. shown her that I have that quality. And I think that's what solidify and close the deal, you mm -hmm. know. Okay. Not only that, you showed her that you were a man of your word. Absolutely. Yeah. What comes out of your mouth, you breathe to life. Yes. And, and I think that is very important in every situation. When you talk to couples who are dating, I always say, don't just hear what they say. Their action is going to bring to life. Yes. That's true. Yes. Their action. Yes. So look at the action. Is it matching up what's coming out of their mouth? And in your, in your example, it was really matching up. Everything was gelling together. So how long, because I'm thinking, did you fly back and forth? Did she come eventually to the States? What happened? Well, yes. Um, um, I left Jamaica in 1989, and I used to go back to Jamaica to spend Christmas holidays because mm -hmm. I still have um, family members that live yeah. there. You know, our parents are still living there. Um, they're very successful, but uh, we, we, um, my parents moved here, but her parents pretty, uh, pretty, pretty much are based in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So I used to go back for Christmas. And when I would go back, I would get to see her and she'd think that I'm just this different dude now, you know, that, that kind of little skinny, skinny guy. No, because you, you, the first year you came back, you totally looked different. Yeah. I don't know what it know. is. It's well, it's the cold weather. It's the cold weather. <laughs> that's, that's exactly or, what it yeah. is, Jameson. Because, I mean, think about it. Jamaica, like, this dude? Jamaica <laughs> is a, it's 95 degree weather, like, or 85 average yeah. in most states. All the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, coming to New York City, it was it was actually in the winter time. Um, you know, when we went back. So I, I was a little bit my complexion kind of clear up a little bit. So, mm -hmm. you know, she think it was more sexy, more handsome. She didn't want to say it, but I know she was thinking it, That's you know. Right. And um, my, I kind of lost my Jamaican accent a little bit. Yeah, What's sounded, up, man? Yeah, man. sounded you different, know? too. I, <laughs> so I kind of sounded a little bit different. So she was looking at me like, you some strange dude. What happened to the Doran that left Jamaica? Uh -huh. So we... Um, so we keep going back and forth. I keep traveling and visiting. And then I think it was in 2000, actually, no, in 1994, my yeah. mother um, said to me, son, what are you going to do with that young lady in Jamaica? You keep going back. You visit mm -hmm. her all the time. Are you planning on marrying her? And I was like, sure, mom, I'm going to marry her. And then she sat me down and she told me exactly what to do, how to save the money for the wedding. And I did that. And then in 1995, 
um, actually in 1994, mm -hmm. I went to Jamaica and I, I actually proposed to her and I met with her parents and told them that, hey, listen, I love your daughter. She's a fine, gorgeous young lady and mm -hmm. I've known her all my life and this is a woman that I want to make my wife. And um, they were pretty much... Uh, a little bit um, concerned about it if I was qualified or capable mm -hmm. to really take on that responsibility as a husband. But I think I was making preparation, you know, yeah. in the process. They were probably thinking we were too young. Yeah, too. I think mm -hmm. so. And, um, well, and how then, old were you guys at that time? I was 23 and she was 20, 22. 22. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, um, in 1995, we got married. Um, and I think... After she got, we got married, I think it was about like seven or eight months after that, she came to the state, you know, so we were separated after marriage for about like, it was almost a year, actually. It was almost a year. Yeah. We okay. got married uh, wow. in February, February. Mm -hmm. and, you know, talking back and forth, I was working and he said to me, oh, yeah, you're right. Go ahead. you know, he was about to start doing the paperwork and stuff to get me here. And he said to me, why don't you go to the embassy and try to get a visa and visit me? And after that visit in, uh, what, 96, 96 January, mm -hmm. I never went back. That oh, was it. Wow. She so, got the visa. And so because we just got, you know, I got the visa, I just came did, here. I did the paperwork. And here. then, you know, he was advised how to do the paperwork with me being here and not having to go back. Yeah. Okay. So, so You've been to... And oh. you've been together ever since. And so February, you'll be selling 20, celebrating 25, 25 years. 25 yes. years of marriage. And we are still fired up. The sex is still good. I mean, yes. we, and, and, and I know we're probably going to get to that later. But I am, I, I am, worms, I'm, no? a, I'm actually um, excited when I do talk about her because, you know, a lot of people look at the, the, the years that we have spent together, mm -hmm. we have known each other, and they equate it to a successful marriage. But I always impress upon them that, you know what, it helps our friendship. Mm -hmm. It did. Because I believe that whether you meet someone for one month and then decide to become husband and wife, or you've been dating for three years or two years or one year, I believe that somewhere along the line, there has to be compatibility. There has mm -hmm. to be something that draws yeah. you to that person. Absolutely. And I think that's where friendship comes in. And mm -hmm. so the friendship helps to, um, to, to, to build us and draw us closer. But I think we had to do the, the, sweat, the sweat equity. Mm -hmm. We had to put in the work mm -hmm. in order for us to still be sitting here at um, almost 25 years later. You know, yeah. and, when you say, and when you say work, <clears throat> for your relationship, what type of work have you all had to put in to keep it so fresh and you vibrant? Know, a lot of people think that you get married and it's just, that's just it. When we say work, we're referring to the time spent, the, the, the time invested in building the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like you have to get to know each other. What what works for this one might not work for you. And you have to figure out, you know, what are the different methods to use in order to make the relationship work? Does she like pancakes, eggs with her pancakes? Or does she like to sleep on the right or the left side of the bed? You know, these are the things to us matters. It might not matter to a lot of people. And I think the, the most important thing in the relationship is God. Mm. You have to have, a relationship with God. And it's, it's, it's like you have this friendship with your spouse, but you also have a friend in God. And you know that if something is not working in your marriage, you, you have this other person that you can talk to, mm -hmm. ask for help, ask for advice, ask for instruction, ask them to show you the, the way, mm -hmm. whether it's through reading the word or through prayer or, or something, counseling. but, you know, counseling, but you know, it's, it's a lot of different pieces that comes with a marriage. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and it? a lot of people think it's like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not serious. They're thinking it's not serious, but it's, marriage is very serious. It mm -hmm. is a very serious Absolutely. thing. And I think a lot of people get into it and think it's a game. It's not a game. No, it's definitely it's really not a game. No, no, no. I tell couples often when I see them, I said, you know, it's the hardest thing that you think you want to do. Mm -hmm. right you think you want to do it now you won't know till after you're in it mm -hmm. yes exactly you know? and then what do you do 
right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. In uh, in in um, uh, in past, you know, conversations with her, Dean. You know, when we have had past disagreements, I will say to her, I will say, "Babe, listen, I did not marry you to fight you." And so I said, I'll just go pray about it. I'm going to go tell on you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's what I'm talking about. I like you that. Have this on the I like that. And I, I will like come that. back. Stop talking to God. Leave me alone. I want to be mad for another yeah. three days. Oh, that's her. That's her. You know, my, you know, our conflict is over. My conflict is over in a minute. And for her, it's, you know, can I just, can I just go go through the process well, it's not yeah. just me it's just a female thing right <laughs> yes yes exactly. i'm high-fiving yeah. i say i'm not gonna argue with you because yes you know you were a gift to me mm-hmm. and so if the gift is quote unquote if it's not working right i'm not gonna be upset with the gift i'm gonna go give it back to, to the, the giver creator. exactly wow yeah. i love that so that's that. That, that saves us a lot I love that disagreements. Yeah. But I I also, I also think that, you know, um, for us to be able to stay married and stay connected and still be on the cutting edge in terms of our relationship, it's a lot of different variable as my wife said, but I think a few key points that I would like to bring out to your audience is this, that um, I think we begin to realize Mm -hmm. that we can't ask of marriage what it was not designed to give. Mm-hmm. And initially, that's what we were doing. I wanted to turn my wife into the woman that she that she didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, she's very conservative, and I want her to be up and going like me. And I want her to meet all my friends. I want her to talk to everybody. I want her to, um, you know, be uh, be very um, be an extrovert. And my wife, she's very smart, very intelligent, very confident, but she wants to do it in her own pace. I'm the kind of guy that when I walk in the party, I walk into the room, I want people to know I'm there. Like, hey, I'm here now. Let's do this. You know, for her, it's like, slow down, slow your roll, you know. And and so initially, I, I started to do that. Why can't you be this way? Why can't you be that way? And she was like, well, I'm not that way. I can't be something that you want me to be. And I realized that we were actually um, it becomes a conflict because of, yeah. and it's, instead of me leading her, I was bossing her. Mm. And that was not the way to build a successful marriage. Right. And so it never, works. it never works. And so I had to go back to the drawing board and, and, and go back to the creator God and start to read more about understanding my wife and, mm-hmm. and spirit of God brought me into Ephesians chapter five. And, and I read the whole entire um, chapter and that's when it came together for me when the bible said husband love your wife as christ loved the church and gave himself for it i realized that my my job is not to change my wife my responsibility is just to love her mm. that's it Amen. and then i called her and i was like babe i got it and she was like what do you got i was like <laughs> Um, I figure it out. She said, what do you figure out? I said, I figure out how to make my marriage work. And she was like, what are you talking about? You know, your lady give us that side look like, you know, and I was like, yeah, I figured out, honey. And she was like, what do you figure out? I said, I figured out. I said, my job is not to make you happy. My job is to add value to your life. You're supposed to find happiness within yourself, happiness in what you're doing, happiness in your accomplishment. And my job is to supplement that happiness by loving you, by honoring you, by Mm -hmm. taking care of you, by adding value to your lives. And, 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 And the moment I begin to express that, yeah. it was like... I mean, she, she was able to become naked and not ashamed. Like yeah. her yep. vulnerability, she was not protecting herself. She was not guarded anymore. Right. And, and I proved to her that this is how God intended for it to be. And that's what we teach couples now. You know, 25 years later, we check the pause of our marriage check the pulse every month we go out we sit down over coffee dinner brunch or you know go to the movies and we just talk about stuff so baby that was everything okay i'm cheating you right um mm-hmm. how was your sex everything's good great <laughs> um, how's the boys doing, oh, doing fine. what about your um your your last doctor visit what was the result how was the result everything is fine yes and we talk about finances, talk about how's everything. the money, everything's yeah. good. Yeah. We just talk about stuff like that. And yeah. this is what we do to keep the fire. And, and trust me, my wife is very, very outspoken. If something is wrong, first I'm going to get the attitude and then I'm going to get oh, the... Boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, German security. You can relate to that, right? Uh, I, I first get the attitude, and then I'm gonna hear a voice. And so, yeah, I begin to understand a pattern, and we learn each other pattern, and that's what makes us live now in this era where most people are looking for ways to get out of marriage. We're looking for ways to enhance just, ours. Just stay in good. it. Good, good, good. And I think that's easier done because you that foundation that you right, got yes. absolutely was um you know over 20 years over a lifetime essentially mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so that helps and so i guess it's easy then to transfer all of that knowledge and experience into the work that you guys do um together right yes. right Yes. I wanted to know what you are the founders of After We Say I Do. Uh -huh. Who came up with it and why? Oh, okay. oh, oh okay. why? How why? did that, how did that, did that come, come about? about? The mind behind the name. Yeah, actually, um, I... Actually, I hmm? No, actually, I had a few names. and We, we had a few names. Mm -hmm. um, how it came about, what, it, this is really crazy, right? Because I grew up with five sisters. I'm the only brother among five sisters, right? So I've been listening to, you know women talk about relationship and all this all my life i've been listening to women because my my five sisters would talk to me about you know their problems and so forth but i never really see myself really doing this mm -hmm. but i always wanted to write a book about marriage because mm -hmm. i am really passionate about marriage and i always wanted to write a book about just regular relationship and so I came up with this idea one day. I've been talking about writing a book for the longest. And I talked to my wife about it. And one, I think it was in 2015, um, I keep on talking about this book. And she just got so so angry. Not angry, but she was frustrated. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, attitude again. <laughs> and she, talking already. And she just said, just book, stop you know? talking already and just write the book. Mm -hmm. And literally, I picked up my computer from upstairs and I, br I bring it down here where we're sitting right now in, in my office area. And I just started to write. And about like six months after that, I gave birth to Bit to Last Successful Marriage and Relationship. Mm. So I wrote the book and I self-published the book. And after publishing it and promoting it, it just started to pick up steam. People started to read the book and, you know, we started getting email. People wanted us to be on their radio program, on their mm -hmm. internet blog yeah, and, yeah. and social blog. And, and, um, and, and uh, you know, I said, okay, well, we start to gather a following. I need to get a name so that people can identify who we are. It can be a brand. It can be something that people can relate to. And then we sort of talk about, um, I wanted to do marriage bill to last, mm -hmm. but that was already taken. Somebody mm -hmm. already had that. It was, <laughs> I don't think it was copyright, but I think they trademarked it or mm -hmm. something like that. Or the website was already taken. I mean, the domain name was already taken. Mm -hmm. right, and, right. Then, and then I, I did um, happily married. That was already taken. And then I'm like, Oh my God, these are all gone. And then I just put in after we say I do. And I was like, after we say I do. Okay. That's <laughs> kind of strange. And I was like, babe, I think I got something. What do you think? And I, I shoot it by her and she said, Oh, I kind of like that too. And I was like, okay, after we say I do. And it just kind of stick. And then I start to just use hashtag. I bought the domain name, didn't develop a site or anything, didn't talk about it, but I just start to just do posts and just put in the hashtag after we say I do. And then people start to use it. And then I start to realize that um, when I put it in, in search, it starts to come up. And then I decided to just start the website. And then from there, you know, um, here we are. Yeah. Nice. 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 So as 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 a, a minister or reverend, this is part of the work that you do when you work with couples. Correct. So do you guys do this together? Um, I know the workshops probably are together. Mm -hmm. um, how, do, how do you guys uh, do the work you do with couples? You can talk about that. We actually do it together when we um, have counseling with mm -hmm. couples because, I mean, I think it's essential. You have a wife and husband, so it doesn't work to just have a husband counseling wife and husband. Mm -hmm. You actually, the female actually needs support as well. So um, for him, for my husband, like his schedule is different. We have different schedules and most of the times he's more available. So when he's online, when he does Facebook and Instagram, you will mostly see him, but I'm there as well sometimes. But when we're counseling couples, I, you know, make it my duty to, to try and be there so I could be uh, a, a form of support to the wife. 
Yes. Um, and, and we also are mindful of the reality that uh, 90% of the people that reach out to us for counseling are female. Um, this is you know, true. Um, unfortunately, uh, most of the issues may not necessarily the men or the husband fault, but mm-hmm. I think 90% of the time, uh, sad to say, but that's the story. And as we start to do intake and start to analyze information and process information and, and, and put their, their story or their timeline under the microscope to figure out exactly what's happening, where, when, who, and what, why, we start to realize that it's often the guy or the person that don't want counseling that are creating the most mm-hmm. negative impact in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So when, when a husband reached out to me for counseling, like today, I was on um, a live video chat on Periscope and um, um, a guy just, just asked, how can I connect with you? You know, I'm going through some marital problems right now and I would love to talk to you. I would love to hear what you have to say. You know, I've been watching you for a while and I think that you have some sound biblical and practical and relevant information that I could use. And um, I was like, great, man, listen, reach out anytime you want. And so I think that, you know, it's good to create balance. You know, when, when wives see my wife, they feel more comfortable, even though I yeah. often yeah. set them at ease. I let mm-hmm. them you know, if you're comfortable, we do maybe like 15 minutes of just getting to know each other, mm-hmm. you know, with, um, with virtual and um, online, you know, counseling session. Now, we don't necessarily have to be on location, just like how you guys are in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we're in New York City. But by way of, you know, web conference, we're able to meet like this. Right. We have counsel people mm-hmm. in Malaysia, Germany, Australia, yeah. um, all states, 50 mm-hmm. states all over the place, Jamaica. Yeah. And, 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 um, and so we, we have seen how with, with, with them seeing my wife and I together, they, they often, it elevates their, mm-hmm. their expectation. Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, makes a difference. absolutely right. does. Yeah. Really what, what, I mean, I have my own opinions. What do you suppose is the reason um, why you say some of the men are having a lot of these issues when it comes to uh, marriage and relationships? Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I'm going to speak and then my wife can chime in. Uh, I think um, a lot of it has to do with the social and the economical, um, uh, you know, upbringing. Um, I, I believe that we're now living in a culture where the the father is absent from the home. True. And the truth is, and I'm not um, against women rights. I'm not against um, me too movement and for those that are listening i just want to make the record straight that i have a wife i have niece i have cousins i have five sisters so i am for women have equal rights they can make all the money they want to make be the ceo that you want to make mm-hmm. uh, that you want to be and um build your enterprise but i think when we have a culture where it seems like it's an anti-male society where the men feel emasculated they feel minimized they feel criticized mm-hmm. and and so we we see that most single women are raising men and there is a disparity or there's a gap where um the 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 the, the male that is being raised now don't have that role model to really help them to become a man See, a man is not born. A man is developed. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11 that when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, but when I become a man, I put away childish things. And the reality is that what we're seeing in our culture today is that you have a lot of male, but you don't have man. Man is a character, and that has to be developed. And so you will have women that are falling in love with these male and they have the male tendency or the man, um, uh, what's the word? They, they, they have that, that character, but it's not fully developed. Right. They're crying out. And so you have, a, you have a, uh, for example, we counsel a couple um, and the husband would argue more with his, with his wife than the wife arguing with him. You know, he would keep malice for like five, eight, nine, ten days. How can you not speak to your wife? for 10 days living in the same house. And then when, when, we get, when I get deep into the, the core, I realized that he was raised by his mother. She was a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started to really kind of, 
you know, I, we, we have this, we have this um, session that we call the peeling of the onion, you know, because you know that peeling the onion is very hard. So when we talk to couples, we say, okay, we're going to squash it. We're going to mm-hmm. take off all the layers so that we're going to get to the core right. of why we're here. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we started to do with him. And then it was revealed that he was raised by his mother. His mother was very emotional. She was always angry. And so he grew up in, a, in, a, in an environment where we see that. Now, on the other aspect of that, I think for the male, it's our ego, our testosterone, mm-hmm. our alpha male. We don't want to show our vulnerability. And so we are always so big and mighty that, you know, being, being exposed and shown issues that you're not really doing well in those areas are not always the easiest thing for a man. No, sir. If, if he knows that he is a fault, why counseling is needed, he knows that his character is going to be under, under assassination, yeah. mm-hmm. under the microscope. And that's why he isolated himself. Because you and I know for any man to be open and talk about their problem, it's like pulling teeth and nail. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk to a couple, you know, the wife will, will tell you all the story and you get one-liners from the husband. Yes, no, um, um, mm-hmm you know, and, and so forth. And so I think that's one of the reasons why it's very difficult. Men are more um, on the, the, I don't want you to know, character, thought process, mindset, rather than just being open and, and not ashamed about their, their feelings. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else left. You said it all. <laughs> but um, I actually share the same view with him as far as, you know, why men are the way they are. Um, you know, and I could just rebut and say that, you know, women show emotions all the time and Herdeen can mm-hmm. be a witness to that as a female mm-hmm. as well. We are very emotional creatures, but on the other hand, men don't want you to know what they're thinking. They don't want you to know what they're feeling. And especially like my husband says, if they're brought up in a home with just the mom and there's no father figure, it makes it especially difficult for them to express themselves Mm -hmm. because they don't have that father figure, that male role model to kind of mold them into the man that, you know, they should become. Mm -hmm. And therefore they come up as lacking and therefore they try to shy away from um, uh, conversations, Mm -hmm. which makes it a lot, a lot harder for, you know, the wife to communicate with, with, with the husband saying, you know, this is how I'm feeling, but he doesn't want to talk. She'll open up to him, but he doesn't want to talk. And mm-hmm. as far as a relationship goes, it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. One, person, one person cannot have a conversation. No. So it makes it difficult for the wife. She's going to get frustrated and feel like she wants out. She wants to walk away. She wants a divorce when all it takes is just a conversation. Right. But the man is not opening up wow. because of his upbringing. Now, 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 Doran, yeah. you grew up with your mom. Mm-hmm. Did you have, I guess, other male figures? or like? Because I, I understand what you just said, and I get it. Mm-hmm. it. It doesn't sound like you went down that road. Something must have happened with you that you were either redirected or you picked up some skills along the way that you are not one of those men. Yeah, to be honest with you, I think, uh, as I said, I gave my life to the Lord at 16 years old. I mm-hmm. started to read a lot of books. As you can see, my bookshelf back here, mm-hmm. uh, I, I emerged myself in books. Um, mm-hmm. How to Have Confidence and Power in Dealing with People by Les Giblin. I read book on Miles Monroe. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you name the authors, self-help Three book, days. I got it, like literally. And, and for since from, two, from about like uh, 2000, to now, I read at least three books a month, just constantly pouring into myself, just reading, 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 and, and learning more. Um, and I think over the years, I look back and I realize the, the work that my mother did to really try to be the best mother that she can be. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she remarried uh, my stepdad. But at that time, I was about like 18 years old when my stepfather, mm-hmm. my mom married my stepdad. And, um, and so he plays a role. I I must give him some credit also. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people in the church, a lot of brothers in the church, deacons and pastors that I serve under that helped to, to groom me. The tutelage Mm -hmm. from these men have allowed me to, to realize that I don't have to really 
um, become a statistic where there's a lot of baby mama drama because my father was not there or, um, you know, and that's why I said initially um, in the interview that who you are is based on your past, but the man or the woman that you become is based on you. Yeah. I mean, you, you can go to YouTube, man, and there's so many personal um, motivational speakers that are mm -hmm. doing some phenomenal job. The content or rich is very creative, innovative, and people can get the information that they need. I, I think that as a man, we were created by God to lead. And I think a lot of men are crying out because they're not living up, living at their optimum potential and it allowing them to take out their frustration on their spouse. Right. They, they're crying out. They, they want to roar again. They want to lead again, but no one is there to really guide them along the way. But I think that if we identify what the problem, you know, the first way to solve a, a relationship issue, my wife and I always talk about this when we do marital counseling, that first you identify the problem. Right, right. Then once you identify the problem, let's try to figure out what is the solution to the mm -hmm. problem. And what are some of the different variables to that solution? Because not all marriages are create, created equally. As you guys know as professional, mm -hmm. that what you may tailor for this couple may not mm -hmm. fit the next couple that's coming to you for help. No, no. And so what may be good for this brother may not be good for that brother. And so we find out that what happened is that they bring over a lot of the residue of their past mm -hmm. into the marriage and it affects the relationship because of that. Now, for example, I have two sons. A 22-year-old son, and I also have a. We also have a 16-year-old son. Um, I watch them size up their mother. Like when mom would say, you know, Joan would say, "Oh, guys, go clean up your room or go do this, do your chores," and they would kind of play around, not listen to her, and she would say, "Okay, you know, wait till the dad come home," and that would change their tone. Mm -hmm. Or if I walk into the room and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Tama, are you trying to argue with your mom? Is are you guys having a conversation, or is this an argument?" And right away. The, their attitude changes Changes. because because the, the authority figure is in mm -hmm. the home. She's the nurturer. She's the giver. She is the one that cares. But but the father is there as that that figure that can whip them back into shape. That's what's missing in most home. And so you have men that are staying home with their parents till they're in their thirties, their forties. And some of them the parents had to really like kick them out. So a, a woman that is very ambitious, very well put together, very well learned, very well um, educated. Pick up a guy that looks good on the outside, have the characteristic of a man, but the core value is not there. And you get into a relationship and then you realize that there's, some, there's a lot of character flaw. Mm -hmm. She, she want to throw them back into the ocean, but sometimes they're into, you know, <laughs> children are involved, you know, mm -hmm. or <laughs> they bought a house together or whatever, you know. And so it's, it's hard. And then they look and they say, you know what? Well, you know, he's not the man that I marry. Well, actually, he is the man you marry. Mm -hmm. How can we fix him? How can we help you to influence him now to become a better person? And that's where I believe most of our work is as, as it pertains to working with married couples awesome wow wow that was good so mm -hmm. so if and i mean as hard as this is to do we're gonna try mm -hmm. if there's one piece of advice you could give what would it be whether to new couples dating couples long-time married couples what is that one piece of advice babe go first okay for me i would say take it away <laughs> I would say get to know each other mm. knowing is very important knowing is very important and I mean not every relation is, relationship is going to be like ours where we had a real real best friend kind of friendship from the get go yeah. mm -hmm. but when you meet someone it's best to get to know the person get to know the person that you think you're falling in love with get to mm. know the person mm. who you think think you might engage get to know the person who you think you want to marry right. you have to just get to know that person individually before you get to that next step yeah i i also um, believe you know that we have to know what we're getting into when we decide to get married mm -hmm. Um, if I can give one sound advice to any couple listening to the sound of our voice, know the difference between love and emotion. 
if you don't know the difference, you're always going to equate emotion with love. True. And that's the big problem in relationship right now. If you feel in sexy, that's not love. That's emotion. <laughs> you know, um, love will allow me to show up and perform and do the things that I want to do in my marriage, even though doing it is not easy. Right, right. That's not, that's not emotion. That's, that's love. love. That's decision. Love is not your emotion. The act of love leads to emotion. But love in itself is not emotional. Love allows me to be faithful to my wife, even though I know that that girl is giving me that side eye. She gives me that look, and I know <laughs> that she's vulnerable. I know I could take advantage of her. But mm-hmm. love allows me to be faithful in my marriage. Love, love allows me to show up and do what is required even when doing it is not easy. That's mm-hmm. love. When we went to college, think about it. We know that there are certain tests and certain exams that we, we have to do to pass. But we know that it's not fun. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not passion. Mm-mm. That's commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to begin to see in marriage. We have to see that when we make a decision to love, we make a decision to be faithful, we make a decision to trust, we make a decision to work hard, then all these things that we put together to make love work will lead to that emotional point of, of the marriage. And that's when our spouse can be really vulnerable with us. That's when sex is better mm-hmm. because your wife can be naked and not ashamed. Mm-hmm. She can give you not just her body, but her emotion, her will, and she can literally communicate with you sexually like you've never experienced. But if she's vulnerable and she can't trust you with her vulnerability, mm-hmm. if he can't be a man around you, his masculinity is on is, is, is been assassinated. You're putting him down. You're calling him name. You're not realizing that you're a partnership and both partners have to work together. If you don't do those things and work on it regularly, then obviously you're going to hear, well, we're not working out irreconcilable differences, mm-hmm. which is just dumb for me personally. Mm-hmm. When somebody tells me they're getting a divorce because of irreconcilable differences, I said, can you name those for me? We give them a legal pad, my wife <laughs> and I, and said, can you write on all the irreconcilable differences yeah, yeah, that yeah. you really can't figure out? Let's see what those look like. And then we cop determine out. if it can't fix, you know. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. cop out. Yeah, it's a, it's cop, a cop out. out. Exactly. But at so, the end, you got to be willing to do the work. We all, yes. you know, we, I think you put so much energy in preparing for that one wedding, that one day mm-hmm. that we're not willing to do the work. We're not wow. willing to check in with a counselor if need be. We call them love check-ins. Yes. You know, we're not willing to invest the time to get to greet to know the person that God created for us. I like you that. You have to be willing to put in the work. Love check-in. Baby, love, we can't use it's, that. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we put the time in for the day yeah. of the wedding, like you said, but mm-hmm. for the marriage, which is from then onward, we don't mm-hmm. spend the time to put the work in. Like you put in the work in the beginning of your relationship and writing these letters, buying the stamps, sending them from Jamaica. You put in the work when yes. time for her to come into the States. You put in the work when you made a decision that you're not going to look at the girls in New York. Hello. <laughs> you know, still putting in the work. I'm still putting in the work. Yeah, you're putting in the work when you know she's upset. Work. Yes, yeah. But yet you're still communicating with her because That's you're right. not you're not dealing with her through your emotions. You're Come dealing on. with her through your love. You're talking you know? good. And so this is this is what we talk about. The reality of doing the work is what is going to make the marriage flourish. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Oh. Awesome. Awesome. She's on a roll. <laughs> I'm just a technical guy. I just... <laughs> and you know, one of the things that I got from your website when I was looking you guys up, and it's something that is so important, and you're just a great example to this quote is marriage is not built in a day. Yes. Your marriage okay. is built daily. daily. Yes. Thank yes. you guys yes. for putting yes. in the work. Thank you. Thank building you. it daily. But before yes. we we go, we want to, how do our listeners get in contact with you? What's your social media handle, website? Let us know. Yes, um, they can get, get in contact with us at after we say I do, hashtag after we say I do. Um, that's our handle. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at after we say I do. We also on Periscope. We do a lot of live broadcasts on Periscope. Um, that's where actually we got started. Mm-hmm. And um, and now we're moving into uh, the mainstream where 
we um, we doing Facebook Live mm-hmm. and Instagram Live, yeah. but it's all started on Periscope. And our books are available on our website at afterwesayido.com. We are we are trying to blog more because of our work schedule. I do still have a career as an engineer, and so um, we we are very busy. But we take time out to mentor, to counsel, mm-hmm. and to pour into couples. We have a lot of people that we're working with right now. You know, they're people that were were on the verge of getting a divorce, and we work with them, and they're happily have her after um infidelity and, and that's another thing i believe yeah. that marriage can be restored from infidelity we do too i, I really do believe yeah. that i tell folks all the time you know because i said when the pain is there people want to just rush in yeah. and just say you know what forget about it but we always try to talk them out of it because no one can make conscious and relevant decision when, when they're hurting. when they're hurting like that so so we talk them out of that and go to counseling so we, we, we're on social media you can find us we're there we are naked and not ashamed with our content and what we share mm-hmm. um, we talk about it we we are, we are all about it we're being it and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for you guys to have us on yes, on your program we enjoyed it I'm sure that we probably will be back again so and we can tell that you guys are totally in sync <laughs> thank, yes. you. thank yeah. you I can see the love I can yeah. see the love you know. where, where I, you? I can see you're, you're, you're smiling very brightly <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been smiling from day one. Ah, yeah, it, it, I, I see your wife smiling brightly too. It is said that whatever it is said that whatever a man invests or withhold from his wife will always be revealed in our countenance. So when you see your wife smiling brightly, then you know the, the husband is a is a is a big investor. <laughs> yes, he's putting in the work. Yes, yes. yeah. And this is um dear to our heart especially coming from the founders of after we say i do thank you thank you it's good you guys have been lovely glad that you guys agreed to be on the show and i'm sure in the future we will be connecting whether it's social media absolutely um it's funny because we were in new york was that last year yes we're on a road trip so oh really yeah yeah awesome Next time, let's connect. You never know. Oh, when we come to, actually, when we took vacation, oh, 2016, we went to Disney World for for vacation. Um, But but we didn't know you guys then. Um, No. (laughs) But that's that's just the way God do things. But I'm sure I'm sure this connection will 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 this 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 is a great a great thing. It's a great networking and and we're helping the kingdom. We're helping people. We're saving marriages. And so I'm always I'm always excited about working with anybody that is doing that to help the body of Christ. Thank you. Once again, thank you guys. Thank you, Doran and Jim, for being a guest on the Couple Council. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Doran and Joan, two lovebirds. Um, they managed to keep it clean for us. <laughs> um, dropping some wisdom, dropping some nuggets. Gems, man. I think one of the things that resonated with me is marriage is not built in a day. It's built daily. Yeah, that's something since we interviewed them, we've been repeating. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have seen that on some of our social media. Listen, we know we stole it from them. <laughs> we're, well, we're borrowing it. But I do love that reminder. Everyone thinks that go see somebody today or have a quick conversation today and then their marriage will be strong. That ain't how it works. You don't know what you're stepping into. It takes daily, hourly, moment by moment, that kind of sacrifice. Another point that jumped out at me about them, Mm -hmm. they make it a point to put God first in their marriage. Oh, yes. If you didn't know that you were listening to the couples council, at times you could have sworn you were listening to a sermon Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. They make it clear that he, God Almighty, is at the center of their marriage and that has kept them. And the last point I want to make, uh, and Doran touched on this, is love is not an emotion. Mm, that's a whole episode by itself. A lot of people get it conflated. They get it twisted. It's all upside down, inside out. And you got to remember, guys, love is not an emotion. No matter how much you say it, no matter how much you feel it, it's all in your actions. It's all in the things you do for the person you claim to love. Well, folks, 
You're listening to the Couples Council. We want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts. Don't forget to rate us in iTunes. You know where to find us, guys. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Jameson Marcier. Same thing for uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can also find Herdeen at The Wife Mentor across all social media platforms. And like we like to say, if all that's too hard, just go to mercierwellness.com and you can find out everything you need. Thank you for listening. Listen, thank you for spreading. Thank you for sharing. As always, guys, we'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Couples Council. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard, and we'll catch you on the next episode.